This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. It is the Tuesday episode, and this week I have decided to take a question that someone sent last week for, I did like a Q&A thing. One of the questions that got sent in was, what are 10 pieces of advice or like 10 nuggets of wisdom that you would give to people? So I was like, oh my God, that is such a good question. And I decided to make it its own episode. If I sound a little bit nasally, it's because I am. Maybe I always sound like this, but I feel different when I'm talking right now. And it's because I can feel a sinus infection coming on. So Milo had a runny nose the last few days, which is totally normal for kids his age. We didn't think anything of it. And then what happens to me every single time, even like a speck of bacteria or like virus gets into my nose is I get a really bad sinus infection and it lasts for weeks. So before all of COVID happened, when Milo would come home from daycare with a cold, like all kids do all the time, he would be over it in a couple days and then I would develop a sinus infection and I would be like really sick for weeks. It was awful. And so if one positive thing has come from all the precautions that we're taking for COVID and, um, you know, wearing masks and not going out like we usually would, using hand sanitizer like crazy. So the one positive is that Milo hasn't really brought home any colds and so I haven't had any sinus infections. And so yeah, I decided yesterday because I knew that a sinus infection was coming and I know that it lasts for weeks for me, I went and got a COVID test yesterday, which is Sunday because today is Monday. Um, because I was like, if I'm going to be sick and like looking like I'm sick and sounding like I'm sick, I know people are going to be like, oh my God, did you go get tested? So I went and got tested. Like it's the right thing to do just so that I could get the negative result. And then we kept an eye on Milo's nose because he wasn't showing any other symptoms. And today his nose is still runny. So we decided to book him an appointment and my husband just brought him now to go get a test because I don't know what it's like in other places, but if your child has any kind of symptom, then they want you to have a test to show that it's negative before they return uh, to daycare. Otherwise, you stay home for like 10 or 14 days, I think, or until you've been symptom-free for however long. 
So I figured why not just get the test done because, you know, it's inevitable and we're going to have to get one done eventually anyways uh, if his nose continues to run. Or like, who knows, maybe his cold, cold will, oh my God, cold will worsen um, and then we're going to be kicking ourselves if we hadn't already got a test just to be sure. So we're just, you know, being safe and getting our COVID tests, which is extremely unpleasant. Oh my God. And I already have like an issue with things going up my nose because, oh, I should talk about this at some point. I had surgery on my nose in 2015 and I had complications and I was in the hospital and it was awful. I had to have a second surgery. So I'm just very... Uh, like I hate things going up my nose and I always have sinus infections. So it's just a thing. So when I got my COVID test yesterday, I was like, oh, like tears were running down my face. And then I was sneezing and so irritated the rest of the day. And then when they didn't put salad dressing in my salad, I, I cried. So there's that. But anyways, that is not what this episode is about. I've been talking for four minutes. So I guess I will just get into the 10 nuggets of wisdom that I wrote down last week that I wanted to talk about today. So without further ado, here are my 10 nuggets of wisdom. I realized that I talked for four minutes just to explain why I might sound nasally. But anyways, here we go. Number one, if you have been following me for a little while, you've probably heard me say this before. It is something that my dad always says, or like I remember him saying this all the time. And I think now in, you know, the world of social media, it's even more important to, you know, have this piece of advice in the back of your head at all times. And that is always consider the source. It's so simple, but it is so powerful. A question I get asked all the time is how I deal with trolls or negative comments on social media. And this is exactly it. You know, the odd time I'll get constructive criticism or like a complaint of some kind that is actually, you know, valuable and it makes sense and it makes me think and I want to talk about it. And then I I will change future behavior or, you know, it changes my thinking in some way. But for the most part, uh, comments and things that are said to me on social media, if they're not really positive, which most of them are, then it's just kind of like I can throw it in the garbage and not even spend any time thinking about it because I'm considering the source. Like, first of all, what are they saying? Is it constructive? Is it meaningful? And then who are these people that are saying this to me? Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to think you're funny. Uh, That's just the world, like that is being human. So I don't expect that from everyone, but I think it takes a certain kind of person to troll social media accounts as opposed to just scrolling. Like when I see something that I don't like or I disagree with on social media and I don't even know who the person is that's posting it, I just move on and scroll because it's not worth my time to write a negative comment. And at the same time, I think, you know, who who am I to say something negative or to criticize them? Like, just don't consume their, their content then. So anyways, always consider the source. 
Number two, something else that I grew up hearing is eat until you're comfortable. So this is huge and I'm actually going to have Evelyn Tribble, I think that's how you say her last name, Tribble, T-R-I-B-O-L-E, on the podcast soon and we're going to talk about intuitive eating and I think this kind of falls under that umbrella to eat until you're comfortable. Um, I am never one to eat until I feel stuffed or I feel sick and sometimes like I always think about when you go out for dinner and you spend let's say 25-30 bucks on a meal that's really delicious and you get it and you like I feel like people have this sense that they feel like they have to eat it all because they spent money on it. Um, But then I always say like the money is already gone. So now you can either eat until you're comfortable and feel good for the rest of the evening or you could spend money and now feel shitty because you've eaten all of it and you have a sore stomach. So it's like I would rather spend the money and feel comfortable and not sick. But yeah, I'm also what I would consider a grazer. I'm like a cow in the field. I will pick at food all day and I don't necessarily sit and have huge meals. And that's just how I feel best going throughout the day. Other people might feel better having, you know, well-rounded meals like three times a day uh, and not snacking. But I am a major snacker and the meals that I do have, I don't eat maybe as much as someone else would because I've been snacking all day. And that's just what works for me. So yeah, so simple, but so impactful. Eat until you're comfortable. I eat because I don't want to be hungry anymore. So once I'm not hungry anymore, then that's it. I'm good to go. Number three, I'm pretty sure my mom told me this and it makes so much sense. And you learn this as you go throughout life in different relationships. And it's that you should never speak badly about your partner to other people. And why is that? You and your partner have a unique relationship, like you guys probably know each other better than anybody else, and other people don't have that same connection to your partner that you do. So now, if you and your partner get into a fight, or they did something, you know, that upset you, and you, in your fit of rage, or in your mental state that you're in when it first happens, go and like badmouth them and complain and talk shit, That other person doesn't have the same connection that you have to them. And so when you guys make up and you move forward and you leave whatever happened behind you, that other person that you told and complained and like talked badly about your partner to, they're not going to move on like you did. They're always going to have that in the back of their minds and it doesn't do anybody any good. So before you go, I'm not saying don't talk about your relationship to friends, but maybe organize your thoughts and don't kind of rant and rage um, in the moment to people. And at the same time, there may be people in your life that you do talk to in those moments. It's probably one or two people who know you and your partner well enough that they can move on from, you know, hearing you complain and talk about all your issues. Um, But it's not going to be that many people. So don't. That's my advice anyways. Remember, this is just my nugget of wisdom is to not talk shit about your partner to other people. 
This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kid's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Number four, don't overcommit to things. And I am working on this and I have found it difficult to say no to people, but when you are trying to grow something like I'm trying to grow this podcast I'm trying to grow the mom room brand and you know figure out what this is going to be it's hard for me to say yes to every single thing that comes into my inbox or into my dms on instagram so I'm having to kind of choose wisely and having to work on saying no to people 
which is incredibly difficult. It sounds so simple when I say it out loud, but it's really hard for me to reply to an email saying like, I'm sorry, like I can't commit to this at this time. And the reason I don't want to overcommit to things is because then you just are doing a bunch of small things really shitty instead of putting like maximum effort and commitment into one or two things that you can actually provide value to. So I guess this would be listed under like setting boundaries uh, with regard to things that you're saying yes to and things that you're saying no to and don't feel bad about it. It's funny because when people say no to me or I get, you know, an email saying, oh, like, unfortunately, no, we can't right now. I don't think any, I don't even think twice about it. But when, it, when it's me writing the email to say no to somebody, all of a sudden it's a big deal. So I am working on that. And that is a piece of advice. Do not overcommit and learn to say no. Number five is listen to your body. Rest is so important. And I mean resting your mind and also resting your body physically. Um, I People ask how I am so productive. And I honestly think it's because, and even in grad school, because you kind of are working on your own schedule, I was able to like put forward maximum effort when I had a lot of energy and I wanted to do things. It was like, go, 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 go. And then on days or afternoons or mornings where I didn't have as much energy and I wanted to just chill and relax, I could do that. I know when I am in those really high energy, motivated times of day to get done as much as possible because you know, the next day I might just want to take it easy and not be as productive. And then it all works out when you're utilizing those times that you're motivated and full of energy. Um, So yeah, even, you know, if it's a Monday and I don't feel like doing much, I don't feel bad because I know either Tuesday or Wednesday, I am going to be like a maniac running around being insanely productive and finishing everything that I would have wanted to do on Monday anyways. And that's just how I've always been. So listen to your body when you need rest, make sure you rest. And if you need to rest your mind, make sure you rest your mind because I can easily rest my body physically, but sometimes my mind is still going. And this is where Real Housewives of right now I'm watching Jersey comes into play because when I'm focused only on reality TV or whatever it might be, it's usually a reality TV, uh, I can completely shut off my mind and I need that. So I do that every single night before bed. Um, Yeah, I don't even find reading a book shutting off my mind. Like, I don't. I find reading to be somewhat of a chore. So reality TV, for me, is how I rest my mind. So rest. I talk about this one a lot, and I think I'll probably do a whole episode on this if I haven't already. But number six is to stop comparing yourself to other people. And I always say you know, stop comparing yourself to other people in a way that makes you then feel badly about yourself. Instead, get inspired from what other people are doing, you know? Understand that maybe what someone else is doing is not going to be your priority at that moment, and that's okay. Um, I always give the example of, and I just recently talked to her on the podcast, so her episode will be coming out soon. Um, Heather, who is Veganish Mama on Instagram, I love 
how she makes food like it's simple but it's so nutritious and like so thought out at least like it seems thought out to me like she adds hemp hearts to things and it's just like oh it's like so simple and I love the way she cooks and I wish that I was vegan and I made food like her all day every day but I'm not um do I feel shitty about myself no but I do look at what she does and I get inspiration from it I've fucking throw hemp hearts on everything now and I bought nutritional yeast because apparently it's good for B12 and like I'm learning things from her and I take her recipes and I try them out so yeah I learn about new ingredients but I don't you know look at her beautiful food photos and feel shitty about myself um you know one day if if this podcast and if all the other stuff that I'm doing wasn't my main priority then maybe I would spend more time you know, focused on making food and, you know, making sure everything was nutritious and not take, not eating takeout. But right now that's just not our life. And that's, that's okay for me right now. So yes, stop comparing. Don't feel shitty about yourself. Be inspired. Take what other people are doing. Try and implement it in your life if it's what you want and it's something you're interested in. And just understand that your priorities are not going to be the same as other people's and that's totally fine. Number seven is to take a moment to understand your feelings and your emotions before you react. And this was a huge thing for me during quarantine because I found myself getting really irritated and really grumpy all the time and I couldn't figure out why. It was just kind of this like generalized feeling and then I like I never really brought it up to my husband initially because I didn't even understand why I was annoyed. So I would sit on it for a while and think about it. And then once I figured out little things that were bothering me and what could be done moving forward to make me feel better, then I brought it up with him and we had a conversation. If I would have just reacted in the moment, you know, I would have been not very nice and it probably wouldn't have been a productive conversation. But yeah, and it can be very simple things. After I sat and thought about it for a while, I was like, oh, I'm really pissed off when he goes to cut the grass on the weekend because I've been in the house all week with Milo or, you know, taking him to the park and I want to go cut the grass and have some alone time listening to a fucking podcast. Like, let me cut the grass. I never cut the grass in my entire life, but you bet your ass in quarantine last year, I started cutting the damn grass because it's alone time. I got sunshine. Like the, the sunshine was like hitting my arms and giving me a little bit of a tan. I got physical activity that I was not getting at all and I got to listen to a podcast. It was amazing. Another thing was I didn't want him doing chores or like washing dishes or organizing the garbage and the recycling in the garage on Saturday morning. I wanted to sit and have my coffee and not be the only one watching Milo. So Initially, it sounded so silly because I was like, I don't want you to, you know, start doing chores Saturday morning, like going to do laundry and blah, 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 because then I was stuck again watching Milo, like not that like it sounds like I hate my child or something, but it's not. It's just I wanted to sit and have coffee and just relax like all three of us. I didn't want my husband off doing stuff because now I'm stuck back in the same position that I've been in all week and I just wanted a different kind of weekend. Like let's 
do chores later. Right now, let's just chill. Let's put on a movie. Let's go for a walk as a family. And that's what I wanted. So like once we talked all this stuff over, everything changed and it was like, it was like night and day. It was completely turned around. Number eight is something that I do all the time. And you know what? Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay. So something that I listen to the Skinny Confidential podcast a lot. And something that Michael, he is one of the hosts uh, with his wife, Lauren. Something that he always says that stuck with me is launch fast and adjust. And so that's exactly what I did with this podcast. I loved all the content and the topics that I was bringing to TikTok and to Instagram and to my blog, but I wanted another way to have conversations with other people and to like dive deeper into these things that I'm experiencing and that most people experience um, and to be able to talk to professionals. And I was like, like, I never thought I would have a podcast. And then once I got the idea, like a podcast would be perfect for what I want to do. I just launched. I was googling how do you start a podcast, reading like blogs, what equipment should I use, talking to anyone I knew that had a podcast, like what what do you use, what programs, like how do you edit. I just launched very fast and I've been adjusting and and changing as I grow. So yeah, that is probably the best advice. And I must say like, you know, I, I went fast into Patreon as well as soon as I discovered Patreon and then I realized it wasn't really for me. I didn't uh, enjoy, like it just didn't fit at that time. It might be something that I bring back and, you know, change it up a little bit. But I think it's important to, you know, if you have an idea to just go, just start. And then once you start, things will just start happening. And if something doesn't work out, you can change it. You learn as you go. So if you have an idea, launch fast and you can always adjust. Thank you, Michael Bostick. All right, number nine, confidence. Um, a lot of people ask me, how do you... Like, how are you so confident in motherhood or in what you're doing or things that you say? And a lot of it comes down to understanding why I'm doing certain things or why I think certain things. Um, So that's what I always say. Like, to be confident, you have to really understand why you chose something versus something else. So for example, um, I could not have felt very confident about giving Milo formula. Um, I think society is set up in a way to make us feel bad if we choose formula, but I really understood why that was the best option for our family and why breast milk was not. Um, and so while other people could breastfeed and it was perfect for them and everything was fine, that's great. I, I understand that. But for our situation, it was not that. And once we introduced formula, like our lives changed and everything was so much better. If you want to hear about our journey with breastfeeding and formula, you can listen to episode 11. Um, I explain everything, but that was just one example. And, you know, this this could, this kind of mentality can go into anything that you choose. So we didn't choose to do baby led weaning because I was way too anxious. So, you know, did I want to feel raging anxiety every single time Milo ate? 
No. Was it worth it to do baby led weaning? No, it was not. He eats fine now. He's like over two and a half years old. And I think we're going to be just fine not doing baby led weaning. And most people that I knew, like Milo's friends, my friends, all their kids did baby led weaning. And I still did not feel insecure about cutting up his food in tiny little pieces and giving him purees. Um, because that's what worked for us and we were all happy and living our best lives. So yeah, understand why you are doing something and why you are not doing the alternative. Number 10. This is for social media specifically and it is that you control the content that you consume on social media. Um, So be mindful about who you follow and what blog posts you're reading and what podcasts you're listening to, whatever it might be. Like this can extend into all areas of life, who your friends are, um, you know, what, like who you choose to go to to have certain conversations. One thing that TikTok really has going for it is that it is so entertaining Um, and it's not perfectly curated and you know edited and photoshopped I mean some might be but for the most part my for you page anyways is so entertaining it's funny it's relatable it's interesting I learn things on TikTok it makes me think that is like I consume mostly TikTok right now and with some Instagram, but my Instagram is more so curated to who I have chosen to follow. So like I'll scroll a little bit on Instagram, but I mostly just watch certain people's stories. Um, And then I scroll TikTok and that's what I do if I'm consuming social media as opposed to creating content on social media. So yeah, if you, and I know it's hard because we like to look at beautiful things. This is why magazines exist. Um, But if you find yourself scrolling social media for however long and then your mood is lower or, you know, you don't feel as good about yourself um, or you feel, you know, ashamed of what you ate that day or, you know, whatever it might be, then change up your Instagram. Change up who you're following. Change up whose stories you're looking at and just do a test run. Like completely change it. Only consume people that make you feel good for a week and see how that impacts your mood. Um, I bet you would make a huge difference. So yes, be mindful about who you follow and what content you're consuming on social media. And I would say especially on Instagram, For me, anyways, I'm not that familiar. I cannot for the life of me figure out how to use Facebook. And I honestly said to my husband yesterday, I was like, I wish like when COVID ends, one of the first things I'm going to do is set up an appointment with someone that can just walk me through all of Facebook and how it's connected to Instagram and how to use it. Because I like I cannot figure it out. I think I stepped away from Facebook for for too long and now I tried to jump back in and I'm like, I feel 95 years old. So anyways, that was number 10. You control the content that you consume. So make sure it is content that makes you feel good, that inspires you, that entertains you, that educates you. Um, Those are my my three choices anyways. So yeah, thank you guys so much. 
Oh my God, my microphone. Thank you guys so much for listening to my 10 nuggets of wisdom. I really liked putting together this episode. Um, If you have any ideas for episodes, let me know. Message us at the mom room podcast on Instagram. Uh, If you're not following that account, what are you doing? Also, we will have merch coming up in the next little while. I don't know. It's like very, very early stages. We haven't even met about it yet, actually. (laughs) I'm just super excited about it. So stay tuned for some merch. And I will also have some big news coming up probably this week. Fingers crossed. So stay tuned for that as well. If you haven't already, please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. That is how you support podcasters and it's how our shows grow and how they continue, how we get sponsors, all that good stuff. So please do that if you haven't already. And yeah, I will see you guys next Tuesday or on Instagram. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. And I hope your children sleep tonight, whether or not they are in a crib or a bed. Next Tuesday, I'll be chatting about our transition from a crib to a bed and all the fun that came with that. So stay tuned for that one. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.